Hello, this is Rafael Davidovich. Welcome to the weekly Navishir. We are soon coming to the conclusion of Sefer Yehoshua. Today we will be covering Sefer Yehoshua, Perak Chof Aleph. That is the book of Joshua, chapter 21, which follows on the heels of chapter 20 in more ways than one. Chapter 21 is about the allotment of cities to the Levium. If you recall from Chumash, specifically Parshas Masei, which is the last Parsha of Sefer Bamidbar, the Book of Numbers, in Parshas Masei we have a number of tribal issues that take place. Among them, we have the mention of the Ore Miklat, which are the cities of refuge for the accidental killers. And that is fulfilled in chapter 20 of Yehoshua that we covered last time. And it also discusses the Ore Halavim, the requirement that the Levium, which should not receive regular agricultural land in Eretz Yisrael, because the Levium, and of course included the Kohanim, do not have a regular destiny like the rest of the Jewish people. They are meant to have a different relationship with Hashem that centers around Shiloh now, and later the Beis HaMikdash. There allotment, meaning where they should live, is in cities that are granted to them by the Bnei Yisrael. And as it's made clear from the context of Parshas Masei, the allotment is given by tribes, and it follows a lottery system similar to the lottery system that we saw where the other, especially the seven tribes, had their land granted to them by lottery. So here we go with these 48 cities. I encourage everyone to take a look and read this chapter inside. There's much insight to be gained from the wording. I'll give a few of those insights in this summary. First of all, what I think is interesting, being that this is a fulfillment of Parshas Masay, is that for the first time, and really for the only time ever, the Kohanim, right, we're all familiar with Kohanim, the uh, descendants in the male line of Aaron HaKohen, this chapter, chapter 21, defines the Kohanim as being from the Bnei Kehasi, as if they are members of the uh, sub-tribe of Kehas. Levi had three sons, Gershon, Kehas, and Merari. Aaron and Moshe were sons of Amram, who were sons of Kehas, so they are members of the sub-tribe of Kehas, but they were never really defined as such. Here in Sefer Yeshua, they are defined as Bnei HaKehasi, and they are given cities in that manner. This chapter also mentions the division of the cities of the Levium by the three sons of Levi, right? We start with Kahas because the Kohanim get their cities as members of the family of Kahas. Then you have the sons of Gershon. Then you have the sons of Merari. These three sons and their descendants, meaning these three families, were described and their jobs regarding the Mishkan were discussed in detail in Sefer Bamidbar, so that, for example, we have extensive detail in Parshas Bamidbar, and in Parshas Naso, and in Parshas Baaloscha, of the fact that Leviim are divided into three families. And now we have again mentioned that Leviim are divided into three families. But I'll tell you right now, we're never going to hear about these three families again, their significance as being members of one family or another seems never to be relevant to the big picture as far as the rest of Nach goes. Also, just a point of interest. 
The next point of interest that I find is that right now we are going to hear, as you read this chapter, chapter 21, that Levium altogether are given 48 cities. But of those 48 cities, 42 are just known by which tribe donated those cities and to which family of the Levium those cities were donated. But then the other six are also covered in the previous chapter. This is something that is mentioned by the Gemara. Rashi mentions this in Chumash, that of the 48 cities, the six of the 48 were also Are Miklat, meaning they were cities of refuge as well, mentioned in the previous chapter. From this, the Gemara concludes something fascinating, which is that all of the Are Halavim, all 48 cities, not just those six, but the other 42 as well, also had this special status that they could be used as cities of refuge by those accidental murderers. And I think that offers a tremendous insight on how the Torah views the idea of being able to rehabilitate and help uh, people who have committed a crime. Not by throwing them in jails, but by helping them and putting them in literally the holiest cities in the country. Then, the Parsha, I'm sorry, not the Parsha, the chapter concludes after mentioning which tribes give away which cities, that this, in effect, is the conclusion of the division of the land. So the last few lines of this chapter really highlight this idea. And thus, Hashem gave to Israel all of the land that he had sworn to give them, and they conquered it and they dwelled in it. Now, even though we saw in the previous chapters, especially with those seven tribes, that not everything had been conquered, and we will discover in exquisitely painful detail how many of those areas were not conquered in Sefer Shoftim, meaning in the Book of Judges, which, which is the next book. But here, as far as Yehoshua's uh, goal, the matter has been concluded. How has it been concluded? Well, the major chunks of land have been conquered, and Yehuda and the tribes of Yosef, Ephraim and Menashe, have conquered those areas. The other tribes still have to conquer other areas, as was mentioned in the previous chapters. So that, in effect, what, Yose, what Yehoshua has done is he has conquered a huge amount, which is a fulfillment of a considerable amount of the promises made in Sefer Devarim, Deuteronomy. And then... He went back, and at least for the areas that were left unconquered, meaning that the Jewish people have not finished their job, and they're going to subdivide back into their constituent tribes, but he doesn't leave them empty-handed. He gives them, first of all, the Ari Miklat, so that nationally the tribes see a responsibility to take care of uh, the Ari Miklat and these accidental murderers, and the Levium are taken care of as well, which ensures that there still is a national religious Torah leadership that exists throughout the country, even though after Yehoshua's death, there will be no national government for over three centuries. Thank you all for listening.